Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Live Sunday nights, this is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. You can always listen to us by telling your smart speaker to play KNSS radio. And make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook and through social pages Follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. <laughs> so nice to follow me on Twitter now that Elon Musk is in charge. Much better company <laughs> to get all the later and latest updates on the show. So last month, House Republicans confronted President Biden and the Democrat majority in Congress with a conservative midterm election agenda that focused on a legislative roadmap that includes four broad pillars focusing on the economy, safety, individual freedom, and government accountability. Joining us now to tell us a little bit more about the Commitment to America legislative platform is our very own 4th District Congressman, Ron Estes. Congressman, thank you for joining us this evening. It's nice to have you back on the show. And uh, last time we were together, we were we were on a bus. That's right. That's right. It's good to be here, John. I enjoy being on the show. It's, well, it's a pleasure, uh, Ron. Always, and before we get to this, I do have to ask, I, I, people want to know, did you, get, did you get to keep the M&Ms? Because that, it's a great commercial, by the way. But we want to know, did you get to keep the M&M's? Well, you saw Susan maybe put them back on the shelf and, uh, you know, came home with broccoli. So, uh, oh, and even worse, you had to swap out M&M's for broccoli. Okay, I'm going to have a conversation with Susan now. Um, let me ask you, Ron, I, I saw the, the roadmap, and it's a great idea. I mean, it's reminiscent of the contract with America. And, you know, we had Newt Gingrich on the show last year. And I've, I thought at the time, I remember thinking, that's, they need to do something like that again. And here you guys are. Yep. And I know Leader McCarthy called this plan a new direction for Congress. Is that kind of how you see it? It it really is. I mean, when we developed the commitment to America, actually, uh, Newt Gingrich kind of helped and gave us some advice as we were working through the process. But uh, we thought it was important. We we could talk all day about all the failures of the Biden administration and the things that they've broken. But we also need to talk about what we can do in a positive manner. And so that's where we came up with the, the four principles in the, in the commitment to America, uh, focusing on how do we make the economy strong? And, you know, when, when the United States was energy independent, we didn't have as much trouble in the world. I mean, we didn't have Russia invading Ukraine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't have Iran and their proxies uh, firing missiles into and, and dropping bombs. You weren't and, you weren't going hat in hand begging that, the Saudis that's, for right for that's more right. gas. I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of a sad part to have the supposed leader of the free world go hat in hand over to the Middle East and begging uh, for oil. He won't go to Texas 
and <laughs> and have them drill more. I uh, won't go to won't go to Kansas and have us drill right, more. Yeah. Uh, in fact, he tries to put roadblocks up from day one. Uh, and so that that's a piece that and and we've seen that we've seen inflation now roll out of of his failed energy policy in terms of what he's doing and and it's, it's affecting everybody in America. So we we uh, we need to get back to where we have a strong economy uh, like we had with the, the tax cuts that we put in place after 2017. Uh, we need to have a, a, a safe America. You know, that's that's an area where you can just day, see day after day the failures on the border. I mean, that's the one thing the federal government ought to do is defend the country. And they're failing to do that. And neither Joe Biden nor Kamala Harris have even been to the border. That's right. And and she laughs about not yeah. going to the border because she hadn't been to Europe. And and so <laughs> it, it, it's it's sad that that's that's the, the what the administration is doing, you know. One of the things that we're seeing that's come through with with all of the the smuggling of people over is also the drug smuggling that's increased. You know, fentanyl right now, that that poison, fentanyl, is killing more people in the age 18 to 45 than anything else, more than accidents, more than cancer, more than anything. And basically it's 300 people a day are dying from poisoning from fentanyl. And, you know, that's roughly equivalent to a large airplane crashing. So if there was a large airplane crashing today— and another one tomorrow, and another one the next day. You would expect the federal government to do something about right. it, but the Biden administration is oh, not doing if anything. If there were mass shootings, if there were school shootings, I mean, you, you you can imagine how the press or the Democrats would be reacting to that. And here, it's utter silence. It it really is, and and it's sad that they they're they're allowing our country to be overrun with with drugs and with the the cartel members sneaking in their gang members, and 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 then you have these uh, Democrat district attorneys that are funded by Soros, that are out there advocating that, well, people don't have to have bail, you know, that uh, people get arrested by the police. They're out on the streets before the police officers ends a shift uh, on that day. And uh, they're not wanting to prosecute people. And and we're seeing now in city after city recalls of some of these district attorneys in Democrat cities like San Francisco. And it, it really is that the Democrat districts in the city Asian Americans and, and and Hispanics and others are voting out these district attorneys. So it's it's really what Americans expect uh, for America and for life in America. So and that's that's one of the reasons I want to talk to Chris. We got Chris Kobach coming up next hour, and I, I really see some similarities between his opponent and some of these liberal district attorneys who don't like certain laws, so they're going to ignore them. It's similar to what these DAs are wanting to do. It really is. I mean, why would anybody in Kansas vote for somebody who's running for attorney general that says he's not going to enforce all the laws that are passed by the Thank state? you. Even if you don't like them, you still have to enforce them. That's your job. That's right. That's the whole yeah. job of being an attorney general. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. We're, we're yeah. talking with Congressman Ron Estes. Can you give us some you know, specifics? I do like the fact that you guys are rolling out specifics because if you look at, for example, and I'm sure you've seen TV, it's Laura Kelly's ads versus Derek Schmitz is a perfect example because every one of her ads, it's all about Sam Brownback, negative, negative, negative. And, you know, at least Derek has visions. He's talking about his 100-day plan and whatnot. You guys, I'm glad to see you guys are actually laying out a plan rather than just pointing out, and trust me, there's a lot to point out with Nancy Pelosi in charge, but I'm glad to see you have a plan with some specifics. Yeah, it really is. And we wanted to focus on that. You know, the four pillars we talked about, uh, making sure that we have a strong economy, making sure we have a safe America. 
make sure we have a future that's built on freedoms. I mean, why shouldn't parents be involved in their children's education? I mean, that's the whole aspect of why we have local school boards and, and that whole process is that parents could be involved and um, not have a, a, an attorney general and, and uh, at, the, at the federal level and the Department of Justice calling parents terrorists because they want to, uh, to, they want to make sure their kids get a good education. We need to make sure that, you know, we have big tech companies don't censor people. You know, as you said earlier, with, uh, with Twitter and some of the others, in terms of anybody that gets uh, uh, knocked off because they have an opinion that doesn't agree with the political correctness that the Democrats want to advocate. And then we want to make sure we hold government accountable. That's our fourth principle. I mean, we, I, I'm a big advocate of transparency in government. We should, we should have it that way. Uh, but we also need to make sure that the, the borders should be secure. Right. Why isn't yeah. Secretary Mayorkas doing his job to do that? Uh, why isn't it the attorney general or in, in the, the Department of Justice investigating those individuals in the FBI that are leaking all the information out, that are not following the, the oath that they swore to uphold, that's ruining the reputation of the FBI and, and smirking the character of all the good FBI agents that still work there and still want to do the right things for the country? Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's look a little bit, you know, look into your – it's Halloween – Tomorrow, at any rate, we're one day away. Uh, look at your crystal ball here. And, you know, if you look at some of the polls right now, Republicans have a pretty strong chance of taking back the House. I just think it's a matter of the degree to which they get it. The Senate seems to be still very competitive. Democrats, depending on the polls, may have a slight edge. The election is definitely close enough that, you know, you really shouldn't consider it a toss-up one way or the other. What do you see? What's your prediction if you had to, to make a prediction here nine days out? So, so my, my crystal ball is telling me that uh, the Republicans are going to win in both the House and the Senate. I love that and prediction. The, uh, you know, the, the Senate, uh, obviously, it's going to be a little bit closer. Uh, the, uh, you know, it, it may be one, two, it could be even three uh, seat majority by, by the Republicans in, in the Senate. And uh, in, in the House, I think we'll pick up 30 seats uh, wow. in, in that process. Um, which which will be uh, put us right at, at the the largest majority that Republicans have ever had in the last hundred years, and 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 part of why I say that is one not just the polling that's out there, but you look at at district after district, candidate after candidate, there are good people running for Republican offices, and and they're they're great candidates, and they reflect their district. They they're not transplants that the Democrats have brought in and tried to dupe the the residents in a particular district on. The people that understand the district understand the issues that they face, and and what we're seeing over and over again, and it's reflective in the polls, is that when when people have to go, when the voters have to go to the grocery store, they have to go to the gas pump every week and see the the havoc that President Biden and and Nancy Pelosi have wrecked on our economy and and seeing interest rates going up there'll be another increase in interest rates this year this week from the Federal Reserve uh, just in time for people to figure out how do they they uh, they yeah. get their mortgage on a house yeah. uh, the new house that they had the opportunity to buy uh, but maybe can't afford now because interest rates are rising uh, we're seeing layoffs starting uh, because the economy starting to slow down uh, the third quarter kind of was an aberration in terms of looking at it's a, a, a an increase in the gross, uh, the gross domestic product. But even in that number, but, there were some bad numbers. Well, and, and the reason being, the reason it was an increase is because we are importing fewer things right. because Americans have less money to buy things, and therefore our exports were bigger than normal in in that net export category. And so what it does, is it looks like, oh well, the United States is producing things and selling it around the world. Well, what it really reflects is that Americans can't buy things. 
And oh, by the way, the strong dollar, when as the world's going into a, a, a slowdown of the economics, uh, the dollar makes it strong because people want to stay that way. Next quarter, they're not people around the world are not going to be able to buy our exports. Right. So we're going to see a decrease in that as well. So it, it's really uh, some, some tough times ahead through that process. But but Americans are feeling it in their pocketbook right now, and that's why we're seeing the polls moving uh, to, to elect more Republicans in the House and in the Senate. Well, and it's you've got a great s- slew of candidates. I notice lots of diversity, lots of women running, Republican women. Um, and I think that's something else. You know, the Democrats love to say that we're, we're the party of old white men, no offense, because you and I are both old white men, but I mean, it's but it's a great slate of diverse females, uh, lots of you know different minority candidates, and that's something that we need to broaden that base and bring in solid Republicans from a, a diverse environment. I think that'll help our 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 slate all all around. It really is, and and we have a Latina Republican woman who flipped a seat that hadn't been Republican for a hundred years down in Texas, yep. along the Rio Grande border. I mean, we. We may pick up two more seats, hold that one and pick up two more with two other uh, Latina women that are down there running, sharp, uh, focusing on the issues. They they understand their districts and understand what the Biden agenda is doing to America. And, and they don't like it. They don't agree with it. And the, the voters don't agree with it. Well, Ron, I hope your prediction is right. I hope the crystal ball is right. And I hope you get your M&Ms. If folks are interested, obviously you're on a ballot. Uh, they can find out more information. It's Estes for congress.com and of course we'll see you at the estes for congress fourth district election night watch party as you know knss will be there we're going to be doing live broadcasting all night bringing uh, live election results will be there but we'll see you there too of course well and, I, and i'm looking forward to it and i i think the thing to take away is as you look at the economy you look at the impact on your on your pocketbook I mean, people need to remember that a vote for anybody other than Republican on the ballot is going yes. to just support Biden's agenda. Yeah, and that includes Dennis Pyle. I, right. I, you know, we, I, I don't want to give him too much attention because, frankly, he's not worth it. But we just need to emphasize because there are some of our favorite, you know, some of the people that we love who may be a little dissuaded. We need to bring them back into the fold. And there's, there's multiple races where there's third-party candidates that Democrats are trying to prop up yeah. because they want to make sure that they split the Republican vote. And the thing that keep, people keep in mind is, uh, you know, we go through a process to elect our, our nominees, both parties do, and uh, that a vote for anybody other than the Republican nominee is, is really a vote to support the Biden failed agenda along with the Kelly Plans. It's a good thing you said that because our next guest on the line is Derek Schmidt. We'll, we'll be talking with him right after the break. Congressman, thank you again for joining us. Appreciate you as always, my friend. All right. Thank you, John. Stick around. Like I said, coming up after the break, Attorney General Derek Schmidt will be with us. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.